and welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things, a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. Vision boards. I'm not sure when they became a craze, but I finally did one a few years ago, and while I can't say that I've done everything on that board, but I can say that the random, very funny picture of a pug looking over his shoulder like there's a suspicious smell in the car and he thinks it was probably you, that picture has made me laugh on many a tough day. So that part of the vision board was totally worth it. If you're not familiar with the uh, concept, part of it is basically taking pictures or inspiring words uh, that are things that you want to do or accomplish or have as goals in your life and putting them in a visually pleasing format somewhere where you can see them. At least that is my understanding and interpretation of the idea. And all of this was made possible through, well, corkboards, printers, but also pushpins. A bit of a stretch, but honestly, what first came to mind when I thought about doing an episode on the pushpin was that, the vision board in my room. So today we are going to talk about pushpins, whether they're helping us keep visions and dreams of the future alive through visual reminders, or holding up important documents or decoration in our cubicles, or perhaps keeping photos, film, and plans together. There are a few good reasons to be grateful for pushpins. So let's get started. First, the definition of a pushpin. It has a number of variations and a number of different names, but basically it is a nail or a pin used to pin items to a wall, put them on display, etc. The pin is inserted usually using a thumb or your hand and arm, probably like (laughs) with force. I don't know if I've ever like just used my forearm to put in a pushpin like directly. I think we're talking about force. Anyways, I digress. But usually, though, you're like pushing the pushpin in with your thumb. Thus, one of the names, a thumbtack. Slightly different, but we'll get back to that in a second. The pin is made up of two parts, the head and the body. The head can be made of wood, metal, or plastic. It can be many different shapes. The body is often made out of steel or brass. That's the pin part. Because the head is a bit wider, this distributes the force, which makes it easier to push the pin in by hand. No hammer required. So it's easier than like trying to push a nail in with your hand, which hurts because I do think I have tried that one. It was not pleasant. There are also a number of names for the thumbtack or pushpin. You can also call them map tacks, drawing pins, chart pins, etc. Dream holders. Nobody calls it that, but you could. Pushpins are a relatively new invention taking place in about 1900. Now, I don't know if that counts as new or old in the world of inventions, but to me that feels relatively new. Before we got the modern pushpin that were familiar with today. However, there were drawing pins, and these went back earlier to about the 1750s in the United States. It was first mentioned in the Oxford English Dictionary in 1759. These earlier pins were special tools for draftsmen, who would use them to keep paper on the drawing board, which is where they got the name the drawing pin. The pin was also said to be particularly useful in attaching notices to schoolhouse doors, which prevented further wear on the Gothic-style structures. More modern versions of the drawing pins were a staple of the architect's drawing box as early as the later part of the 18th century. In 1900, back to the beginning here, Edwin Moore patented the pushpin, which he described as being a pin with a handle. Moore's decision to invent a pushpin, the inspiration for it, originally came about because he was trying to help his roommate at Princeton. His roommate was studying photography and needed a way to hold up the delicate film for his photos. 
which led to Moore getting the idea to create the pushpin. Initially, the head was made of glass, but later was changed to plastic. Moore went on to found Moore Pushpin Company. Moore first advertised for the new pin in the Ladies' Home Journal in 1903. If we're talking about pins generally, there's also the thumbtack, similar in function to the pushpin, although the thumbtack has a much flatter and like usually round and thin head. This was a German invention in about 1904 and was made by a clockmaker. Johann Kirsten of Lüchen, Germany, made the thumbtack, making a variation on a different invention, a pushpin that was used for maps at the time. He flattened that pin and we got the thumbtack. It's also speculated, however, that Mick Clay of England also invented the thumbtack in 1903. So that's a little up for debate. Thumbtacks are made of iron, brass, or tin, and the colloquial term getting down to brass tacks kind of comes from some of this. It means basically getting down to the details of a situation. So whether you're using pushpins to set a new course for your life, literally on a map, mapping out where you've been or where you want to go, or more figuratively, as you map out your dreams and goals on a vision board, or perhaps drafting new designs for buildings and homes, or perhaps just putting up notices, hopefully pushpins make life a little easier and help you keep your dreams and plans within reach by keeping them in sight. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.